I'm going to step out and ask a question of both myself and you. What if you, what if I were to step out on something, would God show up and act on our behalf? Is he waiting for us to show initiative, to show creativity and courageous faith? I want to draw your attention to a passage in the Old Testament, 1 Samuel chapter 14. Welcome to Jesus Smart, the podcast. This is episode number 90. This episode is titled, Step Out, God May Act on Your Behalf. And I want to draw your attention to a passage in the Old Testament, Jonathan and his armor bearer, 1 Samuel chapter 14. This is episode 90. I would love to encourage you to listen to episode 88 with Dr. Julie Slattery. This episode has received a lot of traction, and she's dealing with the issue of sexuality, sexual discipleship. She runs a ministry called Authentic Intimacy. Check it out in episode number 88, a great dialogue. And also the next episode, episode 89 with Mary DeMuth. And we are dealing in that conversation. She's an activist. I love her heart. I love her passion, her thought, her activism on behalf of those, especially who have been sexually abused and issues in the church where where it's not been authentically dealt with. She is an activist in that space and just a tremendous kingdom person, Mary DeMuth, episode 89. Next week, episode 91, I'm excited to have Susan Jordan, and we're going to be talking about wellness and health, spirit, soul, and body. She's an expert in the area of health and vitality, nutrition, spirit, soul, and body wellness next week, episode 91. Encourage you to listen to that too. But we have a sort of an in-between episode here with me. My name is Brian Del Turco. And 1 Samuel chapter 14, we see this account of Jonathan who steps out and does something courageous. He comes up with this initiative. It was spawned in his heart. And and what I want to encourage you to think about is that these accounts in the Old Covenant are precedents and patterns that can find even greater realization in the New Covenant. Do you know that Paul, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, I believe, says that the glory, the potential, the glory of the New Covenant so far surpasses the glory of the old covenant that it's it's nearly incomparable and he actually implies there that it's almost as if the old covenant had no glory compared to the glory of the new covenant so we should be singing equal feats of faith and even more and even Jesus himself said that you will do greater works than i have done because I go to the Father, because I will be seated as king at the right hand of the Father. I will pour out my spirit upon you. So we can look back to the Old Testament, and we shouldn't read these accounts as just stories locked in time, but we should see them as testimonies, as realities, as as shadows which point towards the substance of the new covenant. Here we have Jonathan. Let me just, I'm going to just go through this briefly. I'm just going to read a few verses from this chapter, try to fill in the blanks a little bit. I have not studied this passage in incredible depth. There's a lot that can be pulled out, geography stuff and more historical details. But Jonathan and his armor bearer were in a Israeli encampment, encampment with his father, King Saul, with about 600 men. 
And Jonathan turns to his armor bearer and says, the Philistines were out on the hills encamped against them, okay? The enemy, the Philistines. And Jonathan says to his armor bearer, let's look at verse 1 in 1 Samuel 14. It happened one day that Jonathan, the son of Saul, said to the young man who bore his armor, come and let us go over to the Philistines' garrison that is on the other side. But he did not tell his father. So Jonathan, in faith, comes up with this initiative, this idea to to leave this status quo situation, this encampment, these 600 men in the Israeli army with King Saul, the Philistines out in the hills arrayed against them. And he actually says, let's go up, just the two of us, and let's attack this Philistine garrison. And verse 4 says, between the passes by which Jonathan sought to go over to the Philistines' garrison, there was a sharp rock on one side and a sharp rock on the other side. Jonathan, in verse 6, said to the young man who bore his armor, come and let us go over to the garrison of these uncircumcised, meaning these people do not have a covenant with God as we do. It may be that the Lord will work for us. It may be. I just want to underscore that it may be that the Lord will work for us for nothing restrains the Lord from saving by many or by few. And let me just cut to the chase. What happens here? Jonathan and his armor bearer, they start climbing up this very steep, craggy rocks and really like cliff-like terrain. And they attack this Philistine garrison and 20 Philistines are killed by Jonathan and his armor bearer. If you continue to read the account there, chapter 14, 1 Samuel, notice what how God begins to act on their behalf as they step out into God's story for God's glory. It says there was an earthquake. It says that fear and trembling entered into the hearts and minds of the Philistines, and they began to kill one another. There was an earthquake many times throughout the Old Testament, and even we see accounts in the New as when the early church began to pray for boldness after they had been threatened, and it says there was an earthquake, or we see Paul and Silas in the book of Acts. They're in prison, and they're worshiping God, and there was an earthquake, and they were freed, and and, and people were converted. Many times when God touches down on the earth in a manifest way, there is a trembling of the earth itself. And it says there that fear filled the Philistines. They began to kill one another. Confusion entered the encampment. And when the 600 Israeli soldiers with King Saul, when they perceived what had happened, when they understood what had happened, they began to pursue the Philistines and chase them down. Many more were killed. Here's Here's my question for you. Maybe you're locked in a status quo situation. Maybe you've been in a situation personally with others, whatever, but in a status quo, you've been kind of locked down. Nothing is happening. Is God putting something in your heart? Do you have a divine frustration that will create an opportunity? Has God put in your heart an initiative to step out in faith with this attitude? Perhaps God will do something. Let's see what God does. Not waiting to receive angelic revelations, not putting out a fleece before the Lord several times and trying to confirm and reconfirm and double confirm and talking with a bunch of people. Don't talk with too many people about the the feats of faith that may be germinating in your spirit. 
Talk with the Lord first. Consult with Him and let Him be your predominant consult, your predominant counselor. Don't run around to too many people really praying to them in a sense Ask, having a conversation with them when you have not, when I have not had an adequate conversation with God about it. And your attitude and my attitude, what if our attitude was, I want to see something happening. I want to see some action. I feel like God's placed this in my heart. Let's step out and see what the Lord may do. God loved it. He jumped all over it. He jumped on it so hard, the earth quaked. He jumped on it so hard it filled the enemy with confusion. They scattered and began to kill each other. He jumped on it so hard that that it was a catalyst then for other believers. The other Israelis in the army began to see what was happening and pursued the enemy, and, and more victory was obtained. What if God is waiting on you to start something, to initiate something, and it will be a catalyst for others to follow in in, in, in your wake, on your coattails? The bottom line value and priority is, God, this is about your name. This is about your covenant. This is about your story and your glory. And I believe, if our heart says this, Lord, I believe that you are restoring things. I believe that you are restoring the reality of your kingdom more and more in the earth, preceding the coming of the King, King Jesus. We're going to have a witness a testimony. We're going to taste the powers of the age which are to come, Hebrews 6, 5. And it's going to be a witness and a sign pointing towards the fullness of that coming kingdom. And of course, the king who is bringing it. But what if God is, what edges are there? What opportunities and challenges do you have that you can step out and watch God act? What a great conversation for you to have with with the Lord in prayer. Instead of just prattling on with your list, you know, or, or, you know, vain repetition in prayer and the same, what about a question, an open-ended question? Lord, is there something you want me to do that you would love so much that you would jump on it with your manifest presence that it would have ever-widening circles of influence and bring others into victory Imagine, do you think that God gets frustrated? Was was the Lord pleased that he looked down upon the Israelis in a status quo situation against the uncircumcised Philistines with no movement and no action taking place? Do you think that from his perspective as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, he was pleased with that? I would submit to you that he was not. I will even submit to you that there are times where God is frustrated, where he's waiting. And just that little prompting, that little suggestion in Jonathan's heart, and Jonathan moved on it. And I imagine a big smile and excitement coming upon the Lord, and he came with his angels. He came with his presence. He touched down on that situation. Now, what is it with you? What is it with me? What edges is the Lord waiting for you and I and someone to move on as part of his greater story, part of his greater glory? Take that question to the Lord in prayer. Listen, journal, especially if you have felt in your heart a desire, an aspiration that kind of won't go away. It keeps surfacing. Take that to the Lord in prayer and ask him 
Don't talk to too many people about it. I mean, I believe in getting counsel, but there's a, there's a point where you can talk to too many people and in effect, you're praying to them and having more conversations on a horizontal plane than you're having in the vertical. Get vertical about it overwhelmingly. Minor on the horizontal and act out for God. Father, I pray for my friend and I'm praying for myself as well. God, that you would put a spirit of might in us. I pray that you would put the courage of the Lion of Judah, Father, in us. That you would enlighten our minds, enlighten our hearts. That your aspirations that you want to filter through us would come through clear. That, that parts of your overall dream, that you would give us pieces and fragments of your overall dream and, and bring them through us like a prism. Lord, that, that thoughts would come from you, that we would have a divine stream of consciousness, a divine stream of faith, a spirit of faith and potential. Lord, let it live in us with great energy, with great strength, with great quality. Lord, and help us, give us the courage now to step out to bathe everything in prayer, bathe everything in your word, but to step out and probe. And let's see what the Lord does. We thank you, Father. We give you glory in Jesus' name. I appreciate you. Listen, to learn more about the podcast, go to jesussmart.com. I encourage you to sign up for the near-weekly e-letter that goes out. Uh, We're calling it Next Level Jesus Basics. Okay, and we believe we're we're, we're seeking to to uh, curate and and to and to write ideas there that we feel are next level potential ideas in our Christ following and in our kingdom development. Nearly every week, there's a form on the website. Go to JesusSmart.com. Appreciate you. Talk with you soon. Yeah.